Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1-O-N-G with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. You guys, we have a special treat for you right now. We have Jesse Vasquez. Do you remember <gasps> Jesse Vasquez? Duh. Andrea's. Mark Damon Espinoza. Andrea's love interest. Like leading man, mm-hmm. married, Heartthrob. had babies. Uh, baby? Babies? How many? They had one baby. Kids? Just one? I think Andrea, yeah. That's it? Yeah. We, we get to talk to him and we're going to so let you guys hear it right about now. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are hey. you? I'm very well, thanks. Where are we talking to you? Where are you? Uh, I'm at home in the living where, room in a very dark that? living room right now. Is it's it in LA? Are you in LA? Yeah, I live. I live near downtown. You'll oh. never believe where we are. You are. Well, they told him, right? <laughs> no, no, no one told me anything. I see. I'm looking at the window. Oh, you'll never me. know. It looks totally different inside. If we showed you the view out, it's not West Covina, right? <laughs> no, you mean El okay. Segundo? El Segundo. No, we. That's we, beach. That's the beach. beach. I think he's hinting at what we think he's hinting at. The beach house. We're at the. Oh, at the beach Donna house. And Kelly, which was, which is in Hermosa Beach. Wow, and the, the one of the locations I never went to. Oh. 
Okay. All those I years. I don't yeah. think Jesse ever came over for a barbecue. Never. Really? Never. <laughs> Speaking of Jesse, how the, you were on the show for a long time. You had a long run. No, well, two years, a year and a year and three quarters. But it felt that like, was it. But yeah. it was forty-five episodes or it something like, like that. It felt like eight up. Eight, well, because they did, uh, they did 26 episodes a year, right? Oh, oh yeah. For double the good old days. Good old days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They don't, they, I don't think anyone does that anymore, Jesse do they? Jesse Vasquez. You did not come on to the scene until your Vasquez? big bartending Vasquez. scene in uh, season four. Early on season four, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the anniversary episode for. Um, yeah. We just uh, watched it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. We'll never yeah. forget you. Like that's one of those iconic moments over the ten years when we first see Jesse. Like everyone always remembers that. The the the, the bartender. Yeah. The the cheating bartender, the cheating husband. Yeah. Or the well, we we gotta get to okay, that. We'll get there because I, <laughs> in learning and in, in looking up some of the facts about your character over the years, I had totally forgotten that this was a, a part of Jesse. Like, let's start with. When you came onto the show, what was your yeah. understanding of your character and your role and, and, and how long you would be on the show? Well, wait, can well, we go back to the audition? Oh, like, that's how did a good it idea. start? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it's, not, it's not a long story, but um, I, got, I got that audition, I think the day before, the night before. And back, back in those days, you'd go and you'd pick up your sides at the casting office. Do you remember? This right. Even before they would fax them to you. They would leave them out uh, on the, yeah. like, the chair or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had uh, I had two auditions that day. One was for a tatted up gang member on NYPD Blue, <laughs> and an audition for nine hundred two one zero. And I thought, there's no way, there's no way nine hundred two one zero. These kids are like super cool and gorgeous and popular. And what am I? I'm going to be you know a gang member on that on NYPD Blue. <laughs> so I put versatile actor. Of, that's what you are. What's that? A versatile actor. <laughs> Well, I went in and I was late getting to the casting office and they, uh, uh, to, to Diane's office. And, uh, that day there was nobody left in the waiting room. So I went in and did the audition and she said, well, can you come back later on this afternoon and meet producers? And I thought, what me? No, <laughs> come on. Really? Uh, and I was wearing a, a white monogrammed shirt that I bought at a thrift store with someone else's monograms on it. But it was the nicest shirt I owned. I was basically living out of the back of my uh, Toyota pickup at the time. And uh, I went back that afternoon. And that afternoon, there were all, <laughs> it's just the legion of like all these good looking dudes with hair, you know, and <laughs> like, you know, 25 inch waistline. What are you and, talking about hair? You have hair. You had hair no, then. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Well, not. Well, I have less now, but I had I had, didn't have a whole lot then either. And so what I would do is I would push it toward the middle. <laughs> and and just you, you keep your head up a little bit, yeah. and it looked like you had a little more air. Yeah, we know that. These trick. guys, these guys were in there doing this and that, and flicking their hair, and and, and uh, we had a cool. lot of guys with gorgeous hair on the show. We <laughs> didn't need more hair. Yeah, no yeah. more hair and sideburns. We were done. So. <laughs> Those guys looked like they belonged there. And anyway, to make try to make a long story short, I went in, did the audition. They were so nice. Everyone was so cool. And I uh, got a call later that day saying. Well, they, they want you to come meet Mr. Spelling. They want you to meet Aaron. And at that time, my agent had told me it's it's probably going to be a two or three episode gig as a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. This is what I was told then. So I went that Monday. They gave me another scene. Went that Monday, met met your pop. 
And I guess I did what I was told later. I did what you're not supposed to do. And that was go around the desk and shake his hand. And that's the first thing. Well, I, I never heard that one. Tell me more. I, they told me, you, sh- you know, we, we should have told you ahead of time. You shouldn't, you know, break the barrier. You shouldn't go just go shake his hand. That's, that's, that's so what I was told. him, by the way. Like, yeah, he's, he's a hugger. He yeah, was, a hugger. Oh, he was <laughs> so nice. And I think he actually appreciated the fact I went up and shook his hand. Um, and did the audition. Went really well. Uh, got a call later that day saying, you booked it. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll find out when the episode's going to air. So I got a got call two days later after they negotiated a deal. And he said, you're, my agent said, you're not going to believe this. They want you for two years. And I, wow. I just remember sitting down on the bed, completely blank, because I, you know, I was staying at a friend's apartment, sleeping on a borrowed mattress next to his piano, with everything I own in the back of my seventy, you know, seventy-six Toyota pickup, um, and I had no concept of what that meant. Because I would see you guys, uh, you know, when I would check out at the grocery store, I'd see you guys on magazine, and you were everywhere. You were everywhere like worldwide at that point, it was insane. And the very notion of being in the company of these characters was, I wasn't worried about that as an actor so much. I was more so stressed out. Like, what are they going to be like? What do I do? I don't know how to behave like this. (laughs) All I'd ever done was theater, you know, and it's a very different world. Everyone was so nice. Everyone was so incredibly nice. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about the cast in that, in that show. Two years. I mean, they hadn't even seen you on camera yet. No, I, I had done one little episode of Gabriel's Fire as a burrito salesman. No, I mean, they That's, hadn't seen you on on the show, and they just committed to two years. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Well, um, I, think, I think part of that was also Gab was four foot 11, and she was getting pregnant and showing real fast. Mm. I think they had to do something. That, right. Was she in, like, did you have a chemistry read with her? Did she come into uh, my dad's office with you? No. 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 Oh, that's wild. The first, like, the first night I met, Gab was, I met Gab on set that night, the okay. first night. Uh, and we chatted. I, she, uh, the minute I met her, I knew, I knew we would get along. I knew I was in the right hands. Uh, incredibly welcoming. So she was Gab. Gab yeah. hasn't changed a bit. We're no. still we're still best friends. Still see her. Well, I'm going to see her in a couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, oh, I love it. I, I was so nervous, and just meeting her for the first time put me at ease completely, completely. So that's Gab. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. realize this, but your character Jesse was actually based on our executive producer Jessica Klein, her right. college boyfriend. Right. I found that about. I found out I later. That. Uh, his last name was Vasquez, and if had she married him, she would have been Jesse Vasquez, Vasquez. or Jessica Vasquez. 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 Jeez, I Vasquez. said it wrong. It's a Q U. It's a. Qu- it's a, qu- it's a qu- mm-hmm. Hey, no. you should hear people with slaughter Espinosa. Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> hey everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin 
and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. So going back to the character, did you know what they had in store for you? Mm -hmm. Like, did you, did they talk to you about like, oh, what, here's what's going to happen. You just knew that Gab was pregnant. So your characters got together real fast, real quick. Correct. And I think they had to speed things up because she was getting pretty pregnant pretty fast. And Um, I haven't seen the show, the episode. She was pregnant. She was showing very, very fast. Right, right. I haven't seen like what happens next with you guys or what starts to happen even. But so you're saying, does she get pregnant with your baby (laughs) on the show? I have okay, no wait, idea. Wait, just for a little backstory. Um, yep. um, she, I have no idea. Hey, by the She's a very girl, method rewatch podcaster. So she has decided to go into this forgetting everything that happened on the show. 
so she can view no, it. It wasn't a decision. As a fan. It wasn't, I, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's unfortunate yeah, default. No. <laughs> so wait. So it, it, you, she you remember Jesse and Andre get pregnant with a baby right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty quick. Yeah. Pretty and quick. so then a couple, she couple shows, episodes okay. in. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. So then yeah. they they have her pregnancy, her real pregnancy, be Andrea's pregnancy. Yes. Correct. Wow. Correct. Good to yeah. know. Okay. Spoiler. Wait, now it's a spoiler. Yeah, it now I know it for you. Happen. What are you going to do? Okay, well, you'll still enjoy it. So do, you, do, do you guys realize that I've got friends who have kids who have kids who are watching this show now? Oh, geez. Uh, my daughter's in college uh, here, and her roommate's boyfriend is a huge 90210 fan. Oh, geez. He's a film. He's a film student, and he's he, he's watched every episode of all ten seasons. What's it's his insane. name? Uh, uh, Aram, Aram, tell Aram hi. Hey, Aram, thanks for watching. <laughs> That's nice that we're reaching the youngins. It's insane. Well, the, the show has a, has a longevity. It has a it still has a validity because they tackled so many mm-hmm. personal issues. It wasn't a sensationalist kind of show. Right. It talked about the things that kids. It doesn't matter what generation you're in. You're going to be dealing with those issues, and I think it does have that appeal still today. Obviously. So, sorry, going back to the casting. So, you meet my dad. He's like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. You <laughs> That's know, so good. I love it you. when you imitate All him. right. I feel like I'm a- with him. Hey, babe. <laughs> we love you know, him. I, mean, I don't remember him. Welcome I don't remember to the him sounding okay. like that. Uh, I assume he had to obviously go to Fox, even though he, if he didn't, he would say, like, this is who I'm using anyway, like he did right. with, you, with, Uke, with Luke. <laughs> um. But we have heard that our um, our showrunner at the time, Larry Mullen, says yeah. in an interview he was dismayed at the casting of you. What is this? What does that mean? Oh, really? Oh, oh I didn't know news that. Tomorrow. Oh, that's what we were told. We should ask Larry. Larry Mullen, we have it in writing here, uh, in an interview said uh, he was dis- uh, expressed dismay at the casting of what do, what do you Have think you, dismay means? Like, what does that mean when in, when referring to Mark Espinoza? In a 2010 interview, former writer. Oh, well, because I, I um, when I did an episode with the, of uh, the, the, the. Yes, the uh, other the podcast. Show, the, 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 the other one, the other. <laughs> he, in so many words, said that, that you know, he didn't realize what he, what they had then. With me as an actor, he, he, he had a new appreciation ah. for what I did. Uh, maybe that means they yeah. watched that. Maybe so that, that was, initially that was really he was like, yeah. not sure, but then you won him yeah. over. Like you won all of us over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but so Jesse becomes a cheater? Like, I know you guys are having a Wait. baby now, but now you're cheating? Well, no, I cheated later. I, I mean, with who? Oh my that. God, don't tell her. But don't tell her. You're just going to do you with? with? I don't want to talk I about it. Rec- she was cheating before sake. I was cheating. For your sake. She was cheating first? Wait, what is this? Listen, listen, listen. You're going to have to watch this show oh called 90210. I don't know if You're I can love it. for this. This is, this is a lot. Don't tell her. Okay. So the, the relationship hits the skids. Let's just say that, right? Ew, she said skids. <laughs> but I can't believe that. But so do you, how, so you were there for two seasons. How long do you guys stay together? Like, no, once don't you ask break up, does he leave? The script? What? I want to know. <laughs> I to be I don't know what happened. We left together, and apparently, I think uh, I guess we're still together. But they 
uh, or Andrea and Jesse were still together, but I guess they were trying trying to get a divorce or thinking about a divorce. That's all I know. That's all I know. So if it came back today or, you know, like the other 90210, when it came back on CW, they had different storylines created what had happened. Like Kelly right. and Dylan had ended up together, had a child together. David and Donna had a child together, but were in the midst of separating, possibly getting a divorce. If Andrea and Jesse had come back, where would they be, in your opinion? I, I, in, my, in my life, we'd still be married. And probably <laughs> grandparents or great-grandparents Aww. at this point. <laughs> oh, I, 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 like a, I like a happily ever after. I mean, I have to be, have to be honest, you know. Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you, okay, so you went on after 90210 to have a long acting career. You're still acting, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. What are you working on right now? Wait, you Wait. were an American Horror Story? How did I miss it? <laughs> How did, it's my favorite. How did I miss you in it? Well, he, were you a scary character? What season? Probably no, like- no. I only had a couple episodes. Okay, right? what season? Although I got, to, I got to work with Jessica Lang, and <gasps> that was... She's my Such idol. Okay, so you were either in season one, two, three, or four. Wait, what season? Uh, season season uh, the uh, season two. The is asylum. Asylum. <gasps> I can't How watch it. It scares did me I too much. Miss this. I'm now. I have to go back. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Watch it's that. one of my own. <laughs> that makes you. That makes me that much closer to Ryan Murphy just because you were on there. <laughs> was it a great experience? What was it like? Ah, well, it was Jessica Lang, and I was so worried. Maybe she, you know, maybe she's not real nice, and I, I don't know, you know, because I, I only met a handful of people who weren't nice, you know, mm-hmm. on set. She who were was they? amazing, such a pro, and we we did probably 20, 25 takes, and she gave it ten thousand percent every single uh, time. I love hearing yeah, that. Such a such a pro amazing just an amazing amazing person so who's somebody else that you've loved working with over the longevity of your career uh there have been a lot i mean i just i just did a um, uh, jenny garth and tori spelling absolutely okay, yes, that's yes, what yes. i was gonna say <laughs> uh, that's not the answer i was hunting for <laughs> but okay okay i i just finished working on a show called the end game on nbc oh, nice. that i think you can get on peacock or hulu or something like that. They didn't renew it for a second season, but it was the best job I've ever had. I think the cast and crew were amazing. But it was Miranda Baccarin and Ryan Michelle Bath. Uh, there been a, there been a lot of actors that, that have been great. I just did an episode of uh, Quantum Leap with Raymond Lee, mm. and oh, what a nice Quantum guy! Quantum Leap, nice guy, nice, nice, nice guy. It all comes back, it all, right? It all, but it all makes it makes a difference when you show up on set and everyone's pleasant. Oh yeah, I've been on sets where people aren't pleasant, or there's the ego thing going on, and it just it, it just it's a wedge between you and the work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like to think of myself as a you know uh, Jerryman who just wants to come in and do his job. You know. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. 
find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You were so kind and so fun and we loved always being with you. Mm-hmm. But take us back to those days. Did you feel like uh, that ever happened on our set? I mean, everyone was at the height of their career. Like it yeah. was young people. We didn't always right. get along. I get so nervous when you ask this question. Like what if it's me or you that question. was a bitch that day? <laughs> well, you guys. You I'll guys be fine. Are, I'm just kidding. You guys are, you guys are so incredibly nice to me. Okay, good. Uh, and I never felt uncomfortable. We didn't have a lot of work together because so much of my stuff was with Gab or, or, or it was a big group scene. Like a group stuff, yeah. Right, we didn't necessarily We always had our family scenes, though, when we do all those. That, those were fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, remember, I remember stressful days for different reasons, you know, and 
things were a little askew at times, but as far as people being professional and being nice to each other, and the crew was amazing as well. No, I have I have nothing but good memories on set. To be honest, okay, phew. that's Thank good. Goodness. I mean, I feel the same <laughs> way. All the all the bad little moments or stressful moments seem to fade away, and you're left with all the best memories, right? Because it was such an, a totally. magical time in all of our lives. Well, that I can't imagine what it was like for you. I I remember Jason coming in probably my first couple episodes I was in for fitting and Jason <gasps> walks in and with a $10 bill and asked, was it Molly? Yes. Who, was a, who else was a mod- Molly, uh-huh. Molly? Molly and uh, um, David. 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 We call him Shoopy. Swoopy. Swoop. 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 Jason had a $10 bill in his hand and he goes, can somebody please go buy me a, a package of tube socks? The poor guy could not go to a mall and buy tube socks oh because he you guys were so famous. Wait, I thought he was like doing a prank and like, I'd like to buy a pack of tube socks. That would be no, iron. this is <laughs> meaning like, doesn't serious. tube socks mean something else? Like, what? No, like a tube, <laughs> like beef, like a sausage, like a penis. What? Why would no. he want a penis? The, the <laughs> tube socks? You guys, am I off base here? Yes, is there's everybody no? say yes. There's some, someone older. Randy, wait, do you know what tube socks used to mean? Oh, tube steak. Oh, my God. <laughs> it does have a little dirty. I, okay, okay, Mark, right, right, right. I apologize. I apologize. She's always apologizing for me. And Jerry, how, do you, how, do you, how do you do it? How do you, how do you hold up? <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> she goes off on tangents, but they're fun. Yeah. Keeping it light. She's talking about tube socks. Yeah. The poor Keeping guy couldn't, light and tight couldn't with go the tube socks. socks. He couldn't buy his own socks, so he had to ask Molly yeah. to do it. Oh, and he thought yeah. a pack of tube socks was $10. Well, I mean, it would wow. have been the same. It would have been the same for you guys. You couldn't, you probably couldn't run into McDonald's and go grab a, a Big Mac if you wanted it because you'd been bombarded. We did it. <laughs> we actually yeah. did it. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a weird time. I don't think any of us were quite prepared for it. And, um, right. but the best memories from it. Oh my gosh. And such appreciation for, you know, all of that. Right. Good, the bad. Right weird well because you know you, as you know the, you get older life throws you enough bs yeah um uh, so but you can look back and, and relish the really good times mm-hmm. and it gives you an appreciation for what you have now in your life yeah. as well wait i want to know what you have in your life i heard you're a, a, a girl dad i've got three i've got uh oh, i've got we have a modern family i've got um a partner of 20 years we've got three uh three dogs three rescue dogs i I'm the father for three gorgeous daughters. One's in college, one's in um, uh, high school, and the other is finishing up middle school. So I started way late. Yeah. Wow, way middle late. school. How old's your youngest? She's going to be 14 in March. 14, 14. Man. It's the best though, right? Insane. Three girls. I have three girls I, also. I life. I remember what life was before. Life, I, I remember what life was like before them, but it's a blur because uh, you know you'd always heard how, how you guys have kids. You, you, you. I'd always heard you never love anything more than you love your kids, and I assume that's probably true to a certain level. I didn't realize the depth. There have been. I would. I would throw myself on the tracks for them. I wouldn't think. You wouldn't think twice about it. You would just do it. Yep. 
you love them yeah. so much, mm-hmm. even when they're rotten <laughs> to the <laughs> core, having a really crappy day, <laughs> you adore them. You yeah. love them more than you love anything. And being in this business where it's me, 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 me all the time to be able to step aside and go, I love something more than I love myself. That that's a revelation, I think, on, on a certain level. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well put. She doesn't love herself at all because she has five kids to love. There's no love left over. I don't love myself. No love, no love left. <laughs> she doesn't love me. She doesn't love herself. <laughs> I love you more than I love myself. Oh, but that's another. Would you throw yourself issue. on a train tracks for me? Yeah, duh. Oh, uh-huh. that's, uh-huh. that's a good friend. How damn sweet is that? I mean, I would, I would do whatever I could to stop the train. Like, I don't know if I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, oh. would, I would think that out first. Like, what if you didn't have a moment? I mean, I guess if I had. I don't know. I'm a, like when it comes you to would. things happening, I'm I'm not like a strong person. I I wouldn't imagine, but it, when something happens, I I dive in deep. Like I'll go fast. So I probably would not think about it and throw myself on the train and tracks and and then, and, and then I'd be dead. <laughs> I'd feel really guilty would, if that would happened. you um you would say my eulogy? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> no, you'd make jokes. <laughs> of course I would. Ah. <laughs> oh! Oh, it's so fun to talk to you and catch up with you. Um, yes, it's been a really long time. You honestly look the same. It's weird. It's bizarro. I knew, see, we all have our like personal things we are self-conscious about. And you brought it up earlier, so we knew you were going to say your hair. Okay, aside from your hair, <laughs> You're your still face a, is the exact handsome same. fella. It's like, ah, uh, oh, man. You make you made Girls my day. Girls used to swoon over you. Did you notice that, or you didn't get it because you were like, swoon. "Oh, Jason Priestley, Luke Perry, right, like who's swooning over so me?" Girls I, loved you, by the way. I go back to my my thirty and forty year. Girls, men, everyone, they well, all they I, all liked a little Jesse. <laughs> I, I I I oh, it's a long story. I but I don't I, do uh, tell. Well, no, it's just that it's so bizarre. I couldn't, I couldn't find a date in high school. And you go back to your high school reunion, and you hear these, these girls, women, young women who've grown up to be women, and they're all still gorgeous. And and they say, "I had such a crush on you in high school." What? Nobody had a crush on me in high school. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a date to homecoming. So, do people you recognize serious? you from from nine hundred two one zero? Is that like the most recognizable thing? that you find people seeing you out in public from? Yeah, that people still do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was on the end game, people would stop me about the end game. Uh, and the character is a really serious character. He doesn't smile at all. And one kid stopped me and said, dude, you smile. I really like your show, man. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still get the 90210. But people look at you a little bit like, yeah. I think is that him? Yeah, maybe I, I, I met you. I, did yeah. I go to school with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Getting a little foggy for people. <laughs> well, I played a lot of cops and doctors and judges. So I'll, on occasion, people will stop and start talking to me like I'm a professional, like a, like a real a judge cop. or a lawyer a real, or a yeah. doctor. And I said, Dude, I just play them on TV, man. <laughs> like, you know. That's the best response. Was this All your right. most notable like character playing a leading man sex symbol? Uh, uh, Jesse? Yes. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't consider him a sex symbol. Um, I still wear plaid, by the way. I might, I might add. Oh my I had god! A lot of plaid on those days. Plaid and stonewashed jeans. I mean, maybe um, you don't hear, you didn't hear it as much as we did, but girls used to like fawn over you. All right. 
And I look, honestly, he can't take it anymore. No, <laughs> I don't remember that. This it is, is wild it is, to me. I, I will say, I will, I will, I will, uh, to backtrack a tiny bit, I moved from Chicago back to LA. And in those three weeks before I had the 90210 audition, I was only in town less than a month when I got the audition. Those three weeks, I was trying to find a job waiting tables. I could not get a job waiting tables anywhere. Uh, and the, the idea of asking someone out on a date was impossible. You fast forward, all of a sudden I'm eating at restaurants I couldn't get a job at. And I'm getting, you know, women were giving me their business cards and mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. at that point, it doesn't seem real. You know, you, you wonder about their, their motives in that respect. So I, 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 if someone thought I was a sex symbol, I'd never heard it. Well, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we heard it. We thought it. Mm-hmm. Still do. Yeah. Look at that smile. Uh, always the best smile. Yeah, I paid smile. good money for this thing. So. <laughs> best smile. It's so great catching up with you. We <laughs> always really, loved your really nose. appreciate Such you a great coming nose. on the pod. It's so good. It's so good Thank, to see It's so you. good to see you. Likewise. You guys look amazing. Oh, my gosh. Thanks. Thank it's you. Smoke and mirrors, Mark. Amazing. Smoke and mirrors. No. Good mm-hmm. genetics. Good living. <laughs> gorgeousness. Period. So. Thank you. No periods. Yeah. Left, well, we hope we see you soon. Uh, somewhere. Well, look up, look up the end game. It's a, it's, it's a really fun show. It's a great show. Okay. Let's everybody yes. go out and check out the end game. See yeah. Mark Espinoza in action. A lot of fun. Wearing some really nice suits. We miss you. We, it's so great seeing you. Mwah. Hopefully we'll, I know we have talked before with Gab about getting together with you and, and all yeah, getting together and eat and, and have a potluck. So hopefully that works out. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll see her in a couple of weeks. So okay. I'll bring it up. Yeah, tell her we want to. We still want to so, do that. The potluck in the, the, new, in the year. new year. Yeah, in the new year. Okay, okay. we love, love you. you. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers. See ya. <laughs> oh my gosh, what fun it is! That was Mark Damon Espinoza. Well, he literally looks the same. He does. It must be nice being a man because you basically, for well, the you, most part, you look the same. It's not always true. Not always true. <laughs> you either he age looks, or you don't. And if you age, you exactly got the same. Can't do anything. He looks exactly the same. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.